0: I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. And welcome back to another edition of the change my mind podcast I won't change my mind because I don't have to because I'm an American I won't change my mind yes you are and I'm Wesley slas through the other side of the ether is the mainframe to my craglin it's Mr. Nicholas J. Friar, Ravager for hire.
1: You know what? I know that's not our Mac, but obviously that is Mac from Always Sunny and that sounder. He sounds so he's so passionate, like borderline angry. It's just every time. Like it's uh, there's always something about it that gets me.
0: I'm telling you, you got you gotta watch the show. Hopefully, this will uh incept you enough. Oh you know, if we just keep playing it week after week that, that you'll catch on to, to finally watch it's always sunny. Great, great piece of television. It will,
1: it's made a big difference already. I'll tell you that right now. I haven't done it yet, but I have have of the shows i'm working through right now that's kind of the problem
0: Mm -hmm. and speaking of uh terrific content out there another piece of terrific content court is back in session this week uh, as we'll be holding another original versus sequel debate uh featuring the guardians of the galaxy volume one and two directed by james gunn of course in honor of volume three coming out this week as a crow flies so we'll have the exit survey for volume three uh next episode for you nick uh but before all that you heard this? Have you seen this? The the L.A. Philharmonic concert was abruptly stopped over the weekend due to a woman having a loud and full-body orgasm. Hmm. So, Which leads me, of course, uh, to my next question of, when was the last time you had an orgasmic musical experience?
1: I mean, I feel like that's the only natural question that everybody's got to be asking Mm -hmm. one another these Mm -hmm. days. (laughs) I've definitely had songs that, like, yeah, obviously you have songs that fire you up, but it doesn't have songs that like get like give me tingles. But like, I don't think I could say that necessarily. I I, I don't know how. I know there are like plenty of people who, have, who get orgasmic experiences from like other stuff in life. Um, like, and they can just like I remember seeing one woman on TV, like daytime TV, that's like uh, in an interview, so she could just. Make herself have one like right there, like on the spot
0: on the on on demand. On demand, oh man, that's that's a quite defeat there. I feel like I saw on like an NBC thing, maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know,
1: but it was like it was like an actual like news outlet, not just some random backwater one. Um, but yeah, so like it's like I don't can happen from anything,
0: but this is just like a loud like it's just this is random. Well, some some people say that you can uh uh climax while giving birth.
1: Well, I mean, that's a whole different ball game that we're talking. Yeah, that's
0: about. that's a whole, yeah, a whole different crazy experience there. Uh, uh, some some other things too. You know, I, I would imagine uh, the Southern Baptists. Have you ever seen these churches where they're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get the, you know, I'm going to mm. get the demons out of you, son, make you walk again. And then the guy comes up out of the chair and all that mm. stuff, and like they get they get possessed by the Holy Spirit. You know, that could be uh, an orgasmic experience. But if we're talking music here. Uh, I'm not too fan. I'm too much of a fan of this uh, Phil Harmonic guy, but another Phil, <laughs> Phil Collins, in the air tonight. Get the drums going. Maybe um, this, this, file this under the Boca Tan uh, jokes. There, that's oh. all under the same thing. There, uh, but another Phil, Phil Collins, in the air tonight. The the drum solo. The, you know, maybe if you're in the Boston TD Garden during the 2008 era of the Celtics, where anything is possible, you got Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. Mm. Uh, that's that's a pretty exciting time to hear that going. That that would get me chills.
1: Yeah, that that was good. I mean, I sh- I mean, um, shipping up to the Boston, you should do that with when Papovan. Oh, around, sure, roof, absolutely. That yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a um, was it? Uh... God, I can't remember. I was there for like the thir- the twenty. 20- it was the twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Uh, Red Sox were on, too. There was a, song, a country song. That I can't remember for the life of me. But that one gave me like in that moment. I was like, oh, everything's gonna be fine. You know, everything was fine. Like, I, mm-hmm. but I never had a song that like made me feel more like, oh, we're good.
0: I think Brandon Workman came in the game too back when he was pretty good. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He, he was a working man. He yeah. was just just uh, putting on the hard hat, punching the clock, going to the baseball factory every day. I love it. Yeah, he was. Uh, what, what about what about uh, if you played high school hockey, maybe particularly anywhere in Massachusetts? Uh, welcome to the jungle, mm. I feel like that's a popular song for people to warm up to in the uh, for, for high school hockey.
1: I'll tell you what, uh, when we did what, for basketball, um, they we had a playlist every year, and my until I collapsed every time that came on, I was like, mm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that that one I haven't listened to that song actually in a long ass time. I may do that one uh, when we're done and I go to the
0: gym later. Or, or how about the uh, the Nelly song? I, I don't know the name of it, but that samples the NBA on TNT, NBA on NBC song. Dancing. <principals> song <music> that's a Nelly song. He he samples that. It's not it's not a oh, Nelly song, but he uses here, it to rap God. over. And that's a it's the heart of a champion. Oh, of honest... It's it's great. I it really get to go. Pretty sure the uh, pretty song goes basketball. Blah, 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 blah,
1: basketball. That's how it yeah,
0: goes. No? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah,
1: thank you.
0: That's all there. How about, uh, how about we switch gears here, Nick? Wait, more time. Okay, yes, we'll, uh, we'll get this going <laughs> and trending now. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Just about anywhere, Nick. I'm talking about the Flash trailer number two, and this trailer had everything. It had Batman. It had Batman. It had the Flash. It had the Flash. It had General Zod. It had the Batwing. It had Supergirl. It had what else? Am I am I missing anything else? No,
1: I think you pretty much got all. And I just want everybody to know that Wes is not glitching right now. There we're seeing doubles <laughs> in this movie. In case you did not get the memo, but yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Um, like I, I think right now, like it seems like we're going to get a lot of Michael Keaton and a, maybe even a healthy dose of Ben Affleck. I mean, it'd be. To think that they're going to – the way they teased Affleck, like I thought we were going to get more significantly more Keaton than Affleck. But mm-hmm. seeing what we saw there, it's like I got to think it's going to be
0: at least close to an even split between the two of them, right? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I haven't really seen too many uh, plot leaks about this or you know, I've heard some things about maybe some, some cameos. But to which effect and how the story actually is going to play out. Um, I have I have no idea where this is going or how they're going to go with it. So I'm kind of excited uh, from that aspect of it. Mm. I, I usually spoil myself, uh, particularly with the Marvel movies, ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So that that'll be uh, nice to look forward to. But people are also calling this uh, the best superhero movie, if not of all time, like right up there since uh, uh, Endgame and Infinity War. Mm, I mean, I don't know. That well, sounds
1: it, that sounds appealing. That's that. Okay, I mean that's that's that, that, that's. <laughs> That's a
0: freaking high ass bar to set, but I will say, but it's DC though. Like no one's giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, no one's like vouching for them. You know, this
1: is true. But this is also a story like everybody knows, and also this is like this is their days of future past too, which is like you know, and and obviously X Men that was like as much as there were some really good parts to X Men and there were some good X Men movies too. Um, by and large, they screwed up the X Men. The X Men are, are supposed to be the number one. Marvel property, um, but Fox, you know, was, was terrible with them. Um, yeah. but when you look at this one, I mean, it I, so I can kind of get it, and, and I know Flashpoint is a good story, and and I know, you know, you well. Know, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a high bar. I'm, I'm excited for it, but it's a high bar to set.
0: No, it is a high bar. And, and the only reason why I'm more likely to take this bait than uh, other previous times, that this may have been mentioned for other movies is, is that again, I don't think DC is getting the benefit of the doubt. I don't think the media wants to give Ezra Miller uh, the, the benefit of the doubt, just given everything that's going on here. I think, you know, any, any chance they would be able to kind of like uh, maybe pile on for lack of a better word uh, onto uh, Ezra Miller than, the the better i think from from just the general perception so for them to come out and and give glowing reviews at again as high as Endgame infinity war then i think it's it's definitely a feat because of how much they have to overcome to actually get to that point Mm -hmm. yeah that that Uh, is that is very true point yep but looks very good nonetheless again i'm here for all the sort of member berries there's like you know they're supposed to be bringing in uh if you believe the rumor mongering You know, a whole bunch of heroes, but kind of like a multiverse of madness type of situation where they're bringing people back from uh, maybe who previously played other roles there. So very interesting. Could set the pace for uh, what's to come in in DC films under James Gunn. So uh, speaking of James Gunn. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Also found this on the internet, maybe Twitter to be more specific, but we had an extended scene from Guardians uh, Volume 3 that was released about uh, Rocky and Layla and, and some of the other uh, critters that were uh, captured by the High Revolutionary. So mm-hmm. uh, very heartwarming scene. Uh, Nick, I'm not sure if you got a chance to see this, but it's just them kind of sharing, uh, giving each other their names. So mm-hmm. it's very nice how, how they all choose their names because they're all uh just referred to as numbers uh according to the high revolutionary so awesome. very heartfelt scene i think to me and i think uh the general perception of this is that with how much of an emotional feel that they're going with uh with rocket is that he's going to be going mm-hmm. uh, i don't know ev- if that's reading too much on the tea leaves but that's that's where my mind goes
1: it's high evolutionary by the way not Revolutionary. what did i say revolutionary yes yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is the first time you have ever done that uh just, i was dude. talking about
0: his brother oh uh, uh, because his you know his brother
1: yeah I mean, you know it's in the show notes here to totally fuck that up my bad yeah. um but um but it, so i've actually tried to i actually didn't even want to watch the flash trailer but it's like obviously i have to for, for what we're doing um but i'd seen like sure. a friend of the show casey waltz saying like there's a major spoiler in there kind of forgot about it when i was watching so i just mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i don't know how i, didn't I think
0: i know what he what he's referring to but I, i'm hoping i'm wrong
1: yeah i don't i do not want to hear that um but um But with the same thing, kind of goes with all this this Guardian stuff. Like, I'm excited about it, but I don't need to see much going into it. It's like, I know what I'm like, I know we're we're talking about it here, but this is one where I kind of drew the line. But at the same time, yeah, like everybody's saying Rocket's going to go. My only thing is if it's so obvious that Rocket is more than likely going to go, right? right. Are you going to make him be the one that goes, or is it going to be somebody else? Or is it going to be like, we're assuming it's going to be multiple people, probably too, right? You can't just be right. Rocket with all the drafts. Yeah, stuff. well, and,
0: and Gamora just said that she's done playing. Uh, uh Gam- or <laughs> Zoe Saldana just said that she's done playing the the role of Gamora. So you know, maybe uh she she goes out again. You know, yeah. gets gets the double there. But who knows? We could be ready for an okie doke. The early reviews uh, are out for Guardians Three, which is again coming out this weekend. Um, and and it's. Again, uh, you know, maybe uh, I won't take the bait on this, but a lot of people are saying for those who have been clamoring for the old MCU, this is kind of getting back to that there, and it's uh, unique and emotional and funny and kind of everything that that James Gunn does well.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, I am excited when I mean, James Gunn is uh, on his A game; he does kick ass. Um, but uh, I do have a, like a, so when we talk about the like Phase Four and the the, the old MCU, mm-hmm. I um, when we get to to um, the Discharge Depot, remind me about that point because. Okay, there's a thing I want to hit on related to that.
0: Okay, I love it. I love it there. So, yeah, so definitely uh, some fun things to look forward to for next week and maybe down the road here because we've got another piece of news. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Found this in the rumor mill. Uh, This is the rumored fantastic forecast. And if you're following along on on our YouTube channel at CMM Podcast uh, on YouTube, uh maybe this will be more of a visual thing here so let me see if i can get this going uh first up we have uh adam driver of reed uh playing reed richards what do you think of that nick uh oh wow look at that who's um this is a fan edit i don't know if i I've, if it shows oh. up down there but yeah, oh, we don't cool. give credit i i made it
1: okay well that's um that that looks pretty, pretty good, good. I was, well, I just want to make sure it wasn't AI art because I got no time for that. It on could your, be, it could be AI art. For uh, look for that next time. I don't want any AI art on our show. Um, <laughs> I, I hate AI art. Um, so, anyways, uh, no, this, um, this is like I, I could get behind Adam Driver being Reed Richards. My thing with Reed Richards, I've told you before, I can't stand the character. Um, I can't mm-hmm. stand Mr. Fantastic's power. Just nothing about him has ever been appealing to me ever since I was a kid. I don't foresee that changing. So, but.
0: All of that said, and I I agree, I like the Fantastic Four and Reed Richards a little bit more than you do, but I agree that that's kind of the general consensus, general perception of of Reed Richards. I kind of find Adam Driver a lot of those things. I think he's a great actor, but he just doesn't really do it for me. He's a little off-putting to me, so I think Mm. he might uh, play that role very well. And He's kind of measured uh, in, in everything he does in acting, so I think that could kind of uh uh, convey over to the big screen there so interesting stuff how about this was just a share today margot robbie as sue storm oh yeah i could um Hmm? that's an interesting person america's
1: (laughs) sweetheart well australia's sweetheart margot robbie and adam driver south
0: Africa's sweetheart i don't Hmm. know i could i
1: that's an odd pairing, but it could definitely work. I mean, we've seen odder ones. Well,
0: Sue, Sue Storm is is definitely, uh, you know, a, a milfy lady. Now, I, I don't think uh, Margot Robbie has any children. I might be mistaken there. But she's definitely, you know, aging well as she, she advances through life there. So I think she can definitely grow into that role. Mm. Yeah. Be a little temptress does. for uh, some of the other uh, MCU characters if they were to oh. go, go that route in the storylines.
1: Well, I mean, uh, N- Namor does. Uh, like, of course. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So that would be, yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. And I think that's, it's definitely um, it's a different role for her. Like, um, I can't think of one where she's been like, I don't know, like the, the, in that kind of position where she's like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of times where she's like a little more outrageous. And then there are other times where she's like, like, what was it? Um, with Wall Street where she was like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was more about her oh, looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in this instance, it's like she'd have to be more tame. We've seen her play smart, but tame. Um, hmm. I wonder how she'd play that but uh, yeah no. I'd, be, I'd be interested in it
0: well she she's already crushed harley quinn right now she's yep. about to be barbie and then and then maybe sue storm there so mm. uh marvel's uh first lady what do they call her her uh, and reed richards what, what's their nickname Mar- i don't
1: i don't know if they have a nickname maybe marvel's I mean, first, the Invisible first, couple, first family i don't know oh the first family yeah yeah right yeah
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of the family, we'll stay in the family here with a relative newcomer, uh, Irish actor Paul Mescal as uh, the Human Torch, Johnny Johnny Storm.
1: Yeah, I know you. You sent me a note that he was in um, the Whale, but I don't really know him outside of that. So I mean, I, I don't I've never seen. That. He was
0: in the Whale. I think that was just an advertising. Uh, <laughs> Okay, on, so on imdb but that that's what i thought as well so i also thought he was in bancy uh the bantries of insurance they showed up there he's a fairly like unknown new actor and actually when i was just scrolling on twitter before we got to recording i think he was recently cast in ridley scott i think it's ridley scott but gladiator 2 oh. uh, so he's going to be playing a role in that so you know he's, he's an up-and-coming actor
1: Okay. So he's, but maybe I mean, that, he was
0: in the whale, though. I haven't seen no, that. No,
1: I don't. I saw uh, when you sent me, I've, I've, I have not seen the whale yet. That I was my see.
0: first thought, though, when I, when I pulled up that site, too.
1: Yeah. Cause it's right there. But I, I do want to see it. But, anyways, um, yeah. If he's in, if he's in the, uh, what did you just say? The guard, the gladiator two, then okay. So maybe he's got something going there. Um, but I don't yeah. know nothing about this
0: guy. So, but I kind of like the, the relative unknown, especially if they're going to pivot towards, uh, them being more of a central role moving forward, that you have uh, a young actor that you can kind of grow with, and kind of again getting back to this phase one of of uh, having an actor kind of molded into a role, a la Chris Evans and becoming synonymous with Captain America. So I think that could be a cool opportunity, as opposed to seeing. I don't know, Christian Bale as the villain, you know, as Gore the God, because you know, that's Christian Bale, you, you know, it's a l- little bit of a flip there.
1: I, I, I agree. I, in general, like no name, no names are, um, are better, but I will say when there's characters that I don't like as much, I do like, like I don't have an issue with Sue Storm necessarily, but Mark Robbie playing that role is going to make me more inclined to like that character um a little bit more than maybe before but in this case too with john johnny storm has been a pretty big role um in the past because obviously with chris evans where he did a fine job like i, I criticize, we criticized the fantastic four movies he did a fine job but obviously that he eventually became cap and it was huge for him and mm-hmm. jordan same thing like since he played johnny storm he's gone on to do a lot of awesome things so they're both their trajectories went through the roof after playing this role
0: it would say their, their careers caught fire wow that yeah. Well done, sir. Thank you for picking up where I uh, dropped the ball. I, I love it here. Uh, moving forward, uh, perhaps a villain, maybe in this movie and moving forward, Antonio Banderas uh, as Galactus. This is I don't. So
1: is, I mean, is he going to be like this giant thing? And he's just going to be the voiceover because then OK.
0: But if he's going to be like actually playing the role, I mean, he's old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they can do, uh, you know, some de aging, some CGI work, that sort of thing. Maybe they just use his face and kind of superimpose it onto the CGI over his, uh, underneath his helmet there. But you know, I could see him. Uh, I guess he was a he was a villain in Spy Kids, wasn't he? He, he did that well uh i thought he was one of the parents in no he's one of the parents you're right you're he's right 60- oh he's 62 i thought he was a little bit older than that okay well yeah um, if they got michael douglas and uh and and harrison ford's corpse out there they can get antonio benderas he's still a swashbuckler
1: if they are bringing harrison ford in the mix then you can kind of ring anybody at this point that's, exactly
0: that, that's a fair point yeah uh and last but not least here mila kunis as the thing I, I think I think this rumor has been shot down pretty yes. heavily. Yes, yeah. yes, it has. But that did catch steam. Uh, so yeah. much. I think even TMZ reported on it. Uh, but I think she was in the running for Sue Storm. And uh, I think she dispelled those rumors there. But um, so the thing is still out there. The the popular fan cast is Seth Rogen. Uh, of course, Ben Grimm is of Jewish descent, so I think they were looking for a, a Jewish actor there. But some of the the rumor mongers said they might do a gender swap, which is where. Uh, the Mila Kunis thing uh, uh, picked up steam. Again, I don't know if that was also uh, just kind of a, a troll job by whomever, but hmm. uh, nevertheless, well, this, this is where we are. Huh. That would
1: be, you could, like, because the whole, everything, what goes on with the thing and in the character and how, like, his issues over time um, is all based on, like, his powers, but it's, like, it also heavily impacted his looks, and that's his whole issue. So if you did that with a woman, that would actually be very interesting if you kind of threw that into the mix.
0: It would. It would add to an interesting dynamic for sure. Um, Mm. And last thing here, I don't know if we have uh, too much on this, but nevertheless. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Vince Vaughn signed on for a dodgeball sequel, but there's no word about Ben Stiller yet. Uh, uh, Uh. Yeah. I don't. I who's
1: I don't know who's asking for this. I really yeah. like.
0: I mean, hey, listen, I love dodgeball. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I just watched it fairly recently, actually, over the last couple of weeks. Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Yeah, yeah. rp rip. rip is, it's Rip torn, right? That's that's ripped torn there.
1: I believe so. Yes. Yeah. That's um. What a name. But yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I'll probably see it. Uh, I don't know if I'll we'll see it in theaters if we do it on the show, obviously. But it just mm-hmm, seems mm-hmm. like what, what if you don't have Ben Stiller in it too? It, I don't know how oh, that makes sense and i, I don't he's know why the whole
0: still- movie i mean i mean white goodman
1: yeah i don't and i don't think he'd say no to this either like what's, what is what else has Ben still doing pepsi commercials
0: i don't know maybe he doesn't want to do it maybe he New sees like the uh <laughs> maybe he's seen the writing on the wall of these sequels doing so bad like your, your anchorman twos your your dumb and dumber twos these like long-awaited uh super troopers to you know these long-awaited sequels that miss the window of opportunity of, of when they were culturally re- relevant mm.
1: so I, dumb, I you know i gotta see dumb and dumber two again because i don't remember having this like awful feeling about it like i, I think i thought it was like fine if i'm but not now, like are, are you saying
0: dumb and dumber two or dumb and dumber
1: the the one with jim carrey and yeah. um yeah, yeah yeah why am i blanking on jeff um, daniels yeah jeff daniels thank you yes no that no the other well, the other one was dash and kutcher right I th- I think so. I never, but I never. I saw don't that know. They were like
0: unknowns.
1: Yeah, I never. I never saw that one. No, I meant the, the one with the original lead actors. Like, did you? Did, did you like that one? The original one? The, no, the the one with the sorry, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber two that featured Jim Carrey. Yes. In no, that- no.
0: No. No. I didn't. No, I couldn't do it. In fact, I thought the funniest part of of uh, either of the sequels were was in Dumb and Dumber or er with Bob Saget when he's like, there there's shit everywhere." there's shit on the walls and like that whole scene and like him freaking out was just, just great. And that's the, the
1: one with Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey, Dumb and Dumber, or er, is that what it was? No. God
0: damn it. Okay. <laughs> I know we're we're talking at a press later. Either way, regardless of all three of those movies, I'm not sure if I want to see, like, if, have you seen Vince Vaughn lately? Uh, no. He's, he's kind of let himself go. He's living the good life and is on the back nine of his life. There, I don't, I don't blame I, I don't got any hate for him. I'm just not sure of how good of shape that he's in to be like, running around like a dodgeball, unless you would be a coach to a younger team, which mm-hmm. actually makes a lot of sense now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm.
1: And it makes sense why you wouldn't be hearing about Ben Siller being involved, because maybe
0: he's just a little involved. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Alright. Well, either way, not too crazy about it, but mm. let's change gears here. What do you say? It's Morphin time! To the comic book minute.
1: Ah, a superb choice. The Morphin Time edition is the best thing that's happened to the show in a long time. Uh, Speaking of Morphin Time, from Boom Studios, we got the final issue of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TMNT Volume 2. Um, From Image Comics, we got Radiant Black Issue 24. From Marvel, we got Immortal X-Men Issue 11, that series, and a couple others have been on pause for a Mr. Sinister event, which was a lot of fun. Definitely dense, um, but a lot of fun. And then uh, we also have from D.C. this week, we have Peacemaker Tries Hard issue one and Shazam issue one. Peacemaker Tries Hard is written by Kyle Starks, um, who's written a couple series that Joe and I really, really like. So this is something that might be worth checking out. He's pretty funny. So having him write Peacemaker could be a really good fit. I don't know anything about the art in this series, so we'll see where that goes. But I do know about the art in Shazam and it's Dan Mora who's one of the hottest artists in the, in the um, the business right now. And actually he also draws Mighty One from Power Rangers TMNT man does not sleep. I don't know how he does it, but right. he always turns out amazing artwork. So um, Shazam, like I know people probably could be down on Shazam right now. And generally yeah. speaking, I'm not looking to read Shazam comics, but with that guy drawing, it's worth checking out. And then uh, from TLDR this week, uh, we are doing what's new this week. We're not doing a mainland episode, which usually means something else is going on in the background, but it's not quite done yet. So I can't tell you guys exactly what it is.
0: All right. I love that. The comic book minute in maybe under a minute. I wasn't timing it. But Ah. nevertheless, nevertheless, we'll call it under a minute there. That's good stuff from Nick. Uh, Let's change gears one more time. time. Because it's time to go to our main topic, which is the uh, original versus sequel debate. Uh, Featuring Guardians of the Galaxy, where uh, if you're unfamiliar uh, with our original versus sequel debate, Court is uh, officially back in session. Uh, We each get one minute to present an argument, and then we also get 30 seconds to retort to each other's argument. Of course, we'll have uh, opening and closing statements, and then... Uh, if I remember, which I probably won't, uh, I'll put a poll out on Twitter and then you can vote for who won the debate. And then maybe I won't have to read the cast and crews for upcoming uh, exit surveys. But none of that sounds likely here. Uh, nevertheless, let's get to the tail of our tape, our, our uh, prosecutor and our defense team here mm-hmm. uh, coming in, weighing in at 220 pounds is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, a 2014 movie. Uh, that features a, a group of intergalactic criminals uh, who must pull together to stop a fanatical warrior uh, with plans to purge the universe. Pretty, I don't know, I would say that's that's pretty obscure. You know, that's you don't really get much a whole lot of details. We don't know a whole lot about the gardens of the galaxy to begin with. It's intriguing. It's enough to get you uh, into the seat here. Yep. Uh, and, of course, this was written and directed by James Gunn, starring Chris Pratt, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel... Uh, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Lee Pace as Ronan, uh, Michael Rooker, Karen uh, Gillan, Djimon Hounsou as Karath, uh, John C. Reilly as Corpseman Day, Glenn Coase as Nova Prime, and Benicio Del Toro mm. as The Collector. He's uh, uh, awesome. This movie hauled in $773 million worldwide, $333 million domestic, uh, including $94 million on its opening weekend. received 8.0 out of 10 on IMDb and had a solid 92-92 split on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, as well as a 4.6 out of 5 on Google reviews, with 88% of Google users liking this movie. And just a little note here, uh, the MCU Rewatch Vault, uh, this is episode 102 in our archives, and this received a 94-92 split from us with a 93 overall score, which is good for 6th in our CMM mcu rankings
1: yes sir indeed and then we got Ooh. guardians of the galaxy volume 2 on the opposite side of this which of course came out in 2017 the synopsis for this movie the guardian struggled to keep together as a team while dealing with their personal family issues notably star lord's encounter with his father the ambitious celestial being ego as for the mm-hmm. cast and crew, it's mm-hmm. pretty much the same as what West laid out, di- written and directed by James Gunn, starring Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Zoe Saldana, Dave Batista, uh, Ka- Palm, Climantief as, as Mantis, Michael Rooker, uh, Karen Gillan, Sylvester Stallone as Sakaar uh, Gord, Kurt Russell, uh, Elizabeth uh, Debicki as Aisha, and then Chris Sullivan as Taserface and Craglin. Um, it was played by Sean Gunn. As for the box office and critics reception, uh, this hauled in eighty-six point, I'm sorry, 8,864 million worldwide. That would have been a terrible number. Uh, Three hundred ninety million domestic, including one hundred forty-six point five million on its opening weekend. Um, received a seven-point six out of ten on IMDb. Eighty-five eighty-seven split on Rotten Tomatoes. Four-point five out of five from Google reviews, with eighty-seven percent of Google users. Liking this movie on that note, too. us we talked about this a while back, um, uh, maybe in the last episode or b- one before. Yeah, like we thought 90% right is where mm, mm-hmm. are, so this kind of dispels that. It must be like 80
0: yeah, I, I would say so. I think that's right, yeah, yeah, H- anything above an 85, maybe, yeah, so
1: yeah, yeah so 87, that... 88, yeah, 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 that's that's fair. Now, now we now we kind of uh, have an idea, um. As for the MCU rewatch fault to West mentioned before, 102 was the original guardians. Uh, 129 uh, is when we reviewed guardians two. Eighty 88, 81 split, uh, which was it given it a 84 and a half score. It makes it 25th in the CMM
0: MCU rankings. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a bit of a mouthful. There. Yeah. 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 How, how about this for a peace offering before we uh, open up uh, with our opening arguments? Uh, just across the news desk uh, as a crow flies as we're recording Joel Embiid be ruled out for game one of the Celtics that's, oh, that's
1: big news that is big news important for big people news. to know that make sure he check. has
0: to learn how to fall
1: he apparently does um <laughs> yeah that is uh I mean but we I, fall I, hard you didn't I, we knew he wasn't I, they lucked out they lucked out that like he's missing one game but um everybody seemed to know he wasn't playing because the lines have not moved much.
0: Oh, that's an interesting way to look at. See, I thought this was a bit of gamesmanship by Doc Rivers. Perhaps keep sitting him out. And say, ah, yeah, maybe he won't play. Maybe he won't. But I, I like your thinking there.
1: Oh yeah, they, they, but at least the odds makers didn't think that. I mean, maybe he was trying to go for that with the doubtful and like plant the seed. But you know, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's LCL. That's that's rough. It's tough stuff. Yeah, and,
0: and you know, James Harden's gonna burn out sooner or later. It's just a matter of time.
1: It may, it may, like he can't like I don't know many single stars that could carry their team against the Celtics. I know like Trey Young went off in a game and whatever, but come on,
0: I, I'm with you. I like that. That's top notch analysis ahead of the game, which you'll listen to after the game, so it'll all be irrelevant by that.
1: point. Yes, but, I mean this is not the Bruins.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point here. It's optimistic uh, when we're seeing green. Sorry, um, so I got my uh, my stopwatch up. Mm. Got my, my lunch backpack, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. That's that's Billy Madison right there for you there. Uh but I got I got uh, I got the stopwatch all set. Do you wanna do you wanna go first with the opening arguments or, or would you like me?
1: Oh uh no, you go first with the opening arguments, please.
0: Okay. All right. So uh you give me a countdown and uh
1: Let's yes, so you have a minute with your opening argument. Three, two, one.
0: All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, people of the jury, uh, women and men and children all over the world, I'd like to welcome you to this debate here because it's going to be a fairly open and bookcase. Uh, not only is Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the, the Volume 1, one of the best movies that the MCU has produced. It's far and away better than its predecessor or its uh, successor, I should say, uh, Volume 2. Uh, which is essentially just a retread of the first one. And then you spend a whole lot of time dealing with some daddy issues that James Gunn's trying to work out uh, uh, vicariously through uh, Ego's Kurt Russell and and Chris Pratt's Star-Lord there. So uh, you you spend too much time doing that, but what you do spend a lot of time with volume one is the actual Guardians team. They're all together. There's more cohesiveness. You have a better understanding of who Mm -hmm. these characters are, not further caricatures of themselves, um, and there's, there's heart, there's humor and there's great action for So I'm going to display all of that in the forthcoming arguments.
1: All right. Thank Nicely you. done. Well done, sir. All right. Oh, okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Try to use that. Yeah. When we're, we're doing the countdown here, we'll, we'll get the, oh yeah,
1: good point. Yeah. Okay. That I got to uh, find that. I, uh, is that in- Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you got brand? you got
0: some time there. Yeah, you go go into the brand. You go all the way down at the bottom. But nevertheless, when you get there, I'm going to start the clock for you when you're ready. I'm good. All right, beautiful. So Nick's opening argument for Guardians Volume Two starts in three, two, one.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the jury. I hope that you can come in today with an open mind. We all know that the original Guardians movie is, of course, revered, highly respected. But it also came in with next to no expectations. I believe my uh, the the opponent talked earlier about how DC had did, there's no bar for DC because it's been so all over the place with Marvel. Yes, you do. You there are expectations. There have been for quite some time. However, when Guardians got announced, no one had any expectations. Nobody knew anything about the Guardians. It was a whole different team than the original one in the comics. We come into Guardians two, and now the bar is absolutely sky high. And what is what happens with this team? We see Rocket get highlighted more heavily. We see Peter go through this weird family experience with his messed up dad, who's a total piece of shit. People can change, but he's not one of them. Um, And they go and deal with expectations and provide laughs, action, and some feel-good family stuff, making this one of the best uh, sequels in the MCU.
0: Nice. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. We're, we're uh, flying right on time here. Okay. Uh, now we get to the actual debate questions uh, and question number one, which movie features the better use of the Guardians as a team? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd be happy to lead off again if you'd like, or you can go off whatever, whatever uh, you like,
1: Nick. We can alternate here like we we have in the past. I'm good. I I, I uh, needed a second to gather myself before because I was like, oh, wait, I didn't write jot anything down for the intros. So that was the part, everybody.
0: Well, well, a nice, a nice little cheat is, you know, your opening argument should just be a uh, a summation of your your debate questions and what you're going to talk about.
1: I mean, th- I mean, that's kind of what I that is kind of what I did in the end. But it's just it's like, like an I had
0: intro to- paragraph of a five paragraph essay.
1: This is true, but I'd like to think we're a better writer than five paragraph <laughs> essays now. But that's just me. <laughs>
0: that's true. I'm just saying when when things get tough, you know, you got to have a framework
1: just remembered about how you let you what was that poem you used to do in the standard times. Like, um, was it, was it a Christmas one that you, uh, do, like, yeah. You yeah, It was twice the night
0: before Christmas. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> nice. My, my family would read that every Christmas, uh, Christmas day. We'd that's get awesome. The paper and re- read it. It would be nice. Would be nice. Would be nice that's awesome.
1: Moment. That's, that's, that's special. <laughs> yeah. Family stuff, family. I to... Hey, I,
0: I got family stuff for you guys today. Start the clock. Oh, wow. Look at that. Okay. So which movie features the better use of guardians as a team 60 seconds on the clock for Nick starts three, two, one, go.
1: So we got Rocket, who gets highlighted way more heavily than he did in the previous run. We get development with Yondu, which who is you know, officially welcomed in to the Guardians by the end of this movie, but also was like the only person that's an actual guardian in the comics origin of the original team. We got Drax, who's elevated immensely, too. Um, Gamora is pretty much her same badass self, and I feel like Quill, we get we get development with him, but at the same time, he's still the same person in a lot of ways. Uh, we get a cute Groot, who I will hit on a little bit more later on. But all of these characters get highlighted a little bit more, get better jokes. Rocket goes from being this kind of like wild card, kooky character to in a bit angry, and we see him go through immense development alongside Yondu in 15. such a way that... I never thought I would be. It's One of the reasons why I love Rocket so much is how sensitive we see he actually is. Drax becomes much more funny as well. But all these characters have their own moments and are able to blossom far more than they did in the first movie.
0: Oh, I hit the Uh, wrong one. (laughs) Oh,
1: no. This whole court's out of order. All right. The whole court. It's a kangaroo
0: court, I say. That's
1: that's what it is. All right. uh, 30 seconds on the clock for you, sir. Yes. Rebuttal.
0: Three, two, one, go. Yeah, my big issue with Volume Two, as I mentioned in the opening statement, is that they spend so much time apart. They split. They make it a point to split up uh, halfway through the movie. Uh, aside from uh, the, the, the the team being rife with conflict to start, uh, particularly between Rocket uh, uh, and and Star Lord, but also between Mantis and Drax. You know, there, there's uh, not a whole lot of getting along there. So I, I'd rather see my team nice. working together or actually working in spite of each other, all in one situation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Nice. Lovely. Hit, hit me on the. I'm, I'm rolling. I'm, re- All I'm right, ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. So, as a team, uh Guardians Volume One, it has to be Volume One. If we're talking about who is the better use of the team, uh aside from seeing the formation of the team, which is the, the whole point of the movie, is them coming together. uh They spend the majority of the film working together as a team, or as I just mentioned, uh, for better or for worse. And, whether it's breaking out of prison or working against each other, the Steel, the Orb, and Xandar, you're seeing all of them utilize their skills together on screen as a fivesome, 30. as a sixome, right? As they expand uh, into volume two, you don't get as much of that uh, uh, cohesion as uh, a uh, team working uh, uh, moments. There, you spend a little bit of time with Mantis. You spend a little bit of time with Rocket. You spend a little bit of time, too much time, with Chris uh, Chris Pratt Star Lord's character. You know, and then you have Nebula kind of working with her family drama in there. They're, they're all kind of busy with their all own right. shit. But the Guardians Volume One is about them as a team. Ooh, <laughs>
1: didn't mean to do it twice. <laughs> um, okay, all right, go ahead and roll that.
0: All right, so next, oh, 30 seconds on the clock to retort in three, two, one, go.
1: So this is about the better use as a team. And I know I highlighted them about being, being in guardians Two, all getting highlighted far more, but we start off the movie with them working as a team. And then later on in the movie, they are working very much as a team. And obviously there's a lot going on in between 15. West said it himself. Like they're going against each other in the, in the first movie. Like there's a whole issue. There's no trust in everything. Like that. They're not even a team for half of the movie. Right. So better use of a team. My team may get separated, but in the end they're always a team. They're family. That was a little sneaky, to <laughs> there. uh All right, uh, so you will lead us off with our next question, which is: Which movie does a better job of showcasing a specific member of the Guardians better than the other one?
0: Yeah. So a l- little clarification here. So if there's, uh you know, I may choose uh in, in my argument to do uh, Star Lord, then then Nick will defend why his uh, why Star Lord is better in his movie than my movie but mm-hmm. when it's nick's turn to present his argument he may do group and then i i will have to respond to group here so mm. we're, we're kind of uh responding on the fly here that'll that'll be nice so
1: yeah you know i i have i i think i i think it's one of two people for you because you're going first here it's one of two yes. people um uh, you could probably guess i feel like it's
0: okay i feel like it's obvious
1: okay um well, since you're going first, may I guess it is not going to change my prep time. Yeah, so I said- yeah, sure. But, well, I'll never right. change
0: your mind anyway. This is very true. So
1: it's—I knew right away it wasn't Gamora. Then you brought up Groot. No way, it's Groot. And I don't think it's Drax. To me, it's either Rocket or it's um, it's Peter Quill. And I got to go with Star Lord here.
0: Oh no, then you'll be surprised. I thought it was obvious. I guess, oh, guess not. Then this will be. Wow! Fun. All right, three, two, one, go. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's Groot. It's Groot is the best use of it because. Groot is not even a factor in volume two, and he's an unstoppable force in volume one. The team would not be able to get anything done without him there. He's the ultimate tank uh, of any that any team would need, uh, whether he's intimidating in, inmates to taking on heavy fire to sacrificing himself at the end, you know, and, and allowing all of that to happen. So in uh, volume two, he's just a baby. Uh, and while he provides some comedic relief in that role, uh, he's more of a liability to a team than, than actually a member of it. And again, the ultimate, ultimate tank. I mean, there is, there was no better, uh, intimidating scene than taking your, uh, branches for fingers and sticking them up some, some guy's nose and through them. Uh, that sends a message early on. And then again, he's taking on all that heavy fire from the drones. Like it's nothing. Like he's got the, the, uh, bark shield that Five. he can throw up there. Like, He's an unstoppable force that is not even eligible for use. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, 30 seconds on the clock for why Groot is better in volume two. Three, two, one, go way cuter in my movie first of all <laughs> and also it's not really fair
1: to compare and say your Groot better that Groot in one is better than in two because we've been, it's been confirmed by James Gunn that is not the same Groot in volume two as it is in volume one so it seems 15. like your point's kind of moot yeah okay they, he's better in one but that's not the same character that we're getting here as much as they're similar so family sure we can go with that but that that's about it um, so I'm pretty sure that's all I need to say it's not the same character
0: what I will say is, if you have to tell us after the movie's already been released that they're not, they're not uh, the real thing, then it's not canon. Okay, it's bullshit. You have three hours to tell a movie, uh, a story in a movie. Get it in there where you can. I
1: don't know what
0: Erroneous.
1: I'm just using the facts. That's all this is about. <laughs> Want everybody remember that that I stuck to the facts.
0: It's a bullshit fact. It's a bullshit <laughs> fact. Um, all right, so 60 seconds on the clock as to why volume two showcased a certain character. May may I guess? I was going to ask if you want to guess. Yeah. It's uh, you're a big rocket fan. I'm inclined to go rocket. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. That's okay. Beautiful. Uh, 60 seconds on the clock starts in three, two, one, go.
1: So first off, there's a lot of like funny like moments with Rocket. I mean, you get the, the winking like where he's mixing it up, like he's like sh- trying to hide the wink and he's, he's screwing that up. He doesn't know what the hell a trash panda is. And then of course, for me, one of my favorite things with him is one of my favorite Rocket moments ever is uh, his whole his whole bit with Taserface. Like you don't know it would be a really kick-ass name, and I absolutely <laughs> love that whole bit. It's one of my favorite moments in the MCU period. But on top of all that too, we in Guardians three. We're gonna see. More growth with Rocket. I mean, I was as I was rewatching the second one. Is like this only makes sense to do this in Guardians 3 because he goes through more growth than anybody in the second Guardians movie. He's probably the most dynamic character there is. Peter Quill goes seconds. through a ton of stuff, but with Rocket in seeing Yondu and learning about himself, like how he is mentally, internally, how he handles things, how he protects himself. It Five. was it was wild to really experience that again because it's been a while since we rewatched this
0: all All right right.
1: 30 seconds on the clock for, for for you sir um three two one begin
0: Yeah, Rocket was a lovable dick in the volume one. He's a straight up, just unlikable douchebag in volume two for the most part of it. At least as as far as the inner workings of the team is concerned, Uh, he has you know causes the whole problem with the sovereign nation there by stealing the batteries uh, and and then and then trying to take control of uh, uh, Peter Quill's ship there. Uh, All this stuff, all this. internal split ups happened um, because of him that's why they split up actually to begin with they wanted to get away from the rocket and go to
1: how dare you accuse him of being the one that steal the control of the ship
0: how dare you well, that, that's facts that's oh. facts right there
1: oh wow we are watching the same movie this, is, <laughs> this whole wedding is horse i mean
0: the whole court's out of order excuse me it is this salmon um <laughs> said it like three times yeah Okay, so now uh next question here. Which movie uh has a better soundtrack, uh mm. both in the movie or in the CD playlist?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um I I, I may I make a uh, motion to just do the no rebuttal on this? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. sounds good.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Let, me, let me let me get
0: uh let me get the, the clock up for you here. Sixty seconds on the clock for you starts in three, two, one go these are both
1: kick-ass sequels um this is a really tough one for me to argue that's why i really didn't think we should have a counter of course west keep your 30 seconds if you want at the end of it all i only need the minute um to me you have two songs that really stand out obviously at the end of the movie to uh surrender by cheap trick uh is it surrender by cheap trick but either way um that that the 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 whole bit at the end where uh craglin's learning his power but um to me uh, come a little bit closer, Jay and the Americans. That was when Yondu was using his fin. That was perfect, seconds. and that was, and, and to me, that is the best use of a song I think in either of the two movies. And that is the biggest strength for me in this argument. Of course, Brandy was a very interesting use as well. I um, loved that one, but I think the highest high when it came to the music in these two movies seconds. belonged to um, "Come a Little Bit Closer" um, in the Yondu fin moment because one of my favorite moments in, in between the two movies. That's it. <laughs>
0: Oh wow! All right, under time, under time.
1: I didn't think I didn't think I was gonna get the the minute.
0: No, you get to fifty seconds. I just wanted to mark the end of the uh, uh the conversation there. You know. All right, you have a
1: full ninety seconds, so let me know when you are done. Um, if you it's not right. Oh
0: now. no, I'll use the sixty seconds here.
1: Okay, cool. All right, sixty seconds on the clock, sir. Uh, three, two,
0: one, go. The Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Volume 1 uh, topped the Billboard top soundtrack chart for 11 consecutive weeks and 16 weeks in total. So it sold 1.75 million copies in the U.S. alone. It's been certified platinum. Uh, it's The album was the U.S.'s second best-selling soundtrack uh, 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 album of 2014, behind only Disney's Frozen. Disney's Frozen! So it's, it's, that's in good company right there. Uh, Hooked on the Feeling, I think, is one of the uh, uh, key songs that come away with the, you know, when you when you think about the awesome mix, of course, uh, that's sure. early on in the movie there. But you also get uh, Fool Around and Fell in Love with, with a nice little dancing scene when he's trying to make the moves on Gamora. Uh, you get, yeah, Come and Get Your Love Again. Uh, the Pina Colada song, Escape, uh, sure. I think that's great. A lot of people think that's a, uh, um, why, why can't, I'm blanking. Um, Jimmy Buffett song, it's not, it's Rupert Holmes. Um, and then again, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I mean, you know, I I traditionally remember the Titans with that, but that's a great song as well. The
1: uh, that was um, that research you put in, I didn't even think of that, didn't even cross my mind. There's nobody, I knew
0: this was like a super popular like soundtrack, you know, it was like again, Remember the Titans, Forrest Gump. I feel like it was on that type of level.
1: This, um, there's not many times I'll say this, but that was a point where um, as much as I think that's one that's strength for you, that would you that was you owned me on that one. Well done, sir. Oh, thank you. yeah.
0: I, I missed this too here. Uh, it, it was at the top of the Billboard charts, just not even for soundtracks. It was the first soundtrack album consisting entirely of previously released songs to top the chart. Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting. That is impressive. For my interest that's wow. good good stuff there okay so uh we'll get on to our next question here which is uh who had the best performance by a side character mm-hmm. uh, so interesting here and then kind of same rules apply as we did about uh showcasing the members of the guardian there so we don't we'll each retort to each other's decision based on that person it doesn't have to be the same one
1: Agreed. all right uh you lead us off on this one then correct yes sir yes sir all right
0: three two one all right. It's the collector for me, played by Benicio Del Toro. 2 uh, Twofold things. I think the collector is a very interesting character in his own right. Uh, and then you get a monster actor to play uh, him as well. Benicio Del Toro, very ignomatic and kind of like, you know, you don't really know a whole lot. He's always a kind of a weird, weird character. I feel like you don't know a whole lot about him as a person. He's like someone who really sinks into those roles. Uh, and he does so by when he's playing the collector. But Again, I don't know how you waste an A-list actor on such a small and ultimately inconsequential role uh, in the greater MCU plot, but he's he's great in this. You know, he, again, he's menacing, he's intriguing, he's shady, but he's charismatic and he's bit bit of an enigma too. So, which makes me want more of him. Uh, we do get a little bit of more of him, but not enough, in my opinion. I'd also like to take a quick moment to shout out John C. Riley uh, as Corpsman Day, Day, uh, who, who deserves an honorable mention here as well because he he offers some good comedic relief.
1: Nicely done. Yeah, that, I didn't think you were gonna go that route. That's
0: oh, uh... oh yeah, yeah. You, you get some good choices for because again, I didn't want to go with anyone in the Guardians because that's like, you know, it kind of goes into what's a side character, right? They're, all the Guardians are featured in the movie. Yep, in yours. Oh, yours. here we go. Right, this mm. is a, this is the uh, difference. Two sides of a same coin here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty seconds on the clock. Why the collector is bad. Uh, in three, two, one, go!
1: I don't think. I mean, I love the collector. Everything about him is like, like Wes put that very well. I just think when I start digging into my character, it was it was a little bit better. And I'm actually going to start right now because that's all this my time. So what the hell? Um, as much. Oh, well, I still want those thirty seconds that I have. Oh yeah, you um, got it. Um, so Mantis obviously is great in this too. She's a, she's a side character. Taserface is pretty funny in this, or at least a, a beat punching bag, but cute group. Mindy Groot is absolutely a side character in this. As Wes pointed out, he's very much underutilized here. But when he is used, he is awesome. He that. has his struggles with the fin where he picks up the underwear, the desk, the cyborg eye, the severed foot. That's a whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, he ha- Also, that spawns from it all too, he hates hats because it makes him think people have weird-shaped heads. And then he just finds out <laughs> they have a hat, um, which is a really important conversation to have at that moment. Um we also have Groot, where he's after he's getting bullied, and they're finally breaking out of um, the Ravagers' prison. He goes and takes out Cheddar Bob too, um, which we know he can do it on his own, but it was impressive to see somebody else do it. Um, and then, um, what was it? Oh, oh, and then with the whole, the bomb situation too, like back to back times, ex- like he's had it all explained to him, back to back times explaining it wrong, and you know, of course, there's like cuter 15. voice that he has, and he's like, "I'm Groot, I'm Groot." I'm Groot. No, so I um, he's great, and obviously he sets the tone at the very beginning of the movie too. So um, awesome use of Baby Groot in in a de- developing a new character. <laughs> Anyways,
0: um, all right, you have ninety seconds. That was good. That was a good response. That's good.
1: Thank you very much. Because it's hard to argue against what you were saying. So,
0: oh, well, I'm going to show you how it's done, Daddy. Kill
1: him with positivity. Kill him with kindness. That's what it is. Jeez.
0: Yeah. What the
1: fuck. Three,
0: <laughs> two, one, go. Again, this is this is complete horseshit. He's a he's a guardian of the galaxy. He's a part of the team. You're, you're going to say that he's a, a side character. Here. You're not going to go with Sylvester Stallone. You're not going to go with Kraglin or, or your guy Taserface? Face. Uh, this is just this is a kangaroo court. I'm uh, yelling objection. Right,
1: uh... yeah that's safe yeah
0: we're a part of a team what team <laughs> yeah St- left side strong side Attitude to reflect leadership ah oh, uh good cool. stuff I, I we should probably do a rewatch of that maybe maybe uh for my birthday i'll do i'll do uh, remember the titans that'll, that'll be a good one nice um uh, but we're on to uh our next question here which movie has the better villain the better mm. feature of a villain
1: Mm, this is an interesting conversation i think this is this is mm -hmm. is the point where i think people let's let the people decide based on the facts i present
0: all right well yeah we got 60 seconds on the clock we're starting with volume two here Mm -hmm. uh starting in three
1: two one so ego of course is the the main villain at the center of all things we have other people thrown in the mix and he's a particularly twisted type of villain too he's a dad who doesn't have unconditional love, but then at the same time for Peter Quill, who's at the center of it all, he gets all the love because he has what his dad wants. So it's a very odd, uncomfortable situation. Um, And on top of all that too, the man killed his lover. Like he says, I loved her so much. And because I loved her so much, I wasn't going to be able to control myself. So I had to go and kill her. I mean, he didn't just kill her too. He gave her a frigging tumor. It'd be one thing if he just like, you know, just shot her or whatever and then or like snapped his fingers like thanos and then that's it no he like made it a long painful process for her. um so yeah i mean and then and then so we have family at the center of all this um and that is the tone center for it too. of course you have it with nebula on the side and then yondu kind of like comes in as the dad later on um so it really brings it all the family together really well monster <laughs> <laughs> that may have been a little line. Uh, but uh
0: <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of a false start there. But we're good. We're good on it. All right, 30 seconds on the clock. 3, Why? Two, ego sucks.
1: 1, go.
0: Yeah, ego sucks, okay? <laughs> uh he there's there's Everything is just so lazy about an egotistical father, uh, and his son trying to break the cycle of abuse, and the son trying to pay for the sins of his father and, and trying to uh, go on in the cat in the cradle and the silver spoon, right? It's all about the little bit, the little man on the moon, or I mean, it, it, it's talked about in that song. There, he's the little man on the moon, uh, but. Yeah, big, big problem with that. Uh, I, I'm not here for, for that. I thought that was a big waste of time. I thought that's the movie comes to a screeching halt when they go to his planet and they figure everything out about it. it was the worst thing of this movie. Yeah, sorry I didn't give you the time updates on that one. No, I it's cool. It's all, it's all good. All good in the hood. My argument was still strong anyway. And in that's fact, nice. it's going to get even better.
1: Oh, three, oh, two, one, go.
0: Because... I got a, I got a bit of a two-pronged answer, because admittedly, I don't think Ronan is a great villain in the greater MCU storyline, but like I said, he's better than this egotistical father who is uh, trying to break the cycle trope. I'm not here for that. Ronan is more of a replacement-level villain. Maybe you're Ben Zobris. Maybe you're Brock Holt of villains here, uh, But but... He does hit all the notes that you would expect and just doesn't blow you away in any sort of uh, uh, way there. But what he does do is further the MCU uh, storyline, which is fantastic here, which, which I really like. So I'm here for that, Ronan, by working with Thanos, who could ultimately be the choice here as the best villain, because we spend some time with Thanos uh, and he is the one who is intimidating the villain. He's the villain of the villain, which mm. makes him the ultimate villain. We get Josh Brolin Thanos and Ronan in my movie. That's all I need. Slam dunk. Take it home. Alley oop. Stinky. Oops.
1: <laughs> so sorry, I pressed the wrong button. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slippy. They're right near each finisher. other. <laughs> yeah, that is. It is. All right.
0: Thirty seconds on the clock for your uh, retort, Nick. Starts in three, two, one.
1: Look, I like Ronan. He's cool. I like his, his look and his the, the hammer that he's got and everything and his swagger. But at the same time, like he's like when we talk about, you know, Marvel villains or vi- villains in general, where you want to have him be more dynamic and have more than just, oh, I want to destroy everything. It's like changed. he is that. That's exactly what he is. Do I still like him? Sure, but you can't argue that he's not more dynamic than ego and doesn't bring more to the table and doesn't like it, things aren't more twisted. I mean, the dude killed all, uh, thousands of his own children and probably his spouses too because he's a piece of shit. So, I mean, he's totally... okay. <laughs> um all right
0: 60 seconds on the cl- uh oh, no no, no we're, go- we're going over to the final question here
1: yeah you got 60 seconds so you're up yeah on this one. okay
0: so uh which movie does a better job of furthering the greater mcu storyline which i was actually getting to in my original response here. it kind of bleeds uh, over a little bit which just works out perfectly oh
1: look at that it's almost mm-hmm. like you had it
0: planned all along all right oh, 60 maybe. seconds
1: for you sir three two one go
0: again as i was just talking about with thanos and uh uh, why he volume one has the better villains volume one shows off thanos for an extended period of time for the first time we get him saying uh oh i'll do it myself at the end of the uh avengers uh uh stinger there but we get a little good time to kind of see who thanos is not only that we spend time with the, the daughters of thanos to get to know who he is through them, uh, uh, through Thanos as well. So, you know, you you get a lot of information that's ready, uh, that's ready to brew and boil in the stew there, in the cosmic gumbo, as we're getting ready for uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, Not only that, uh, but it also paved the way for C and D list characters to be a success if done the correct way, because no one expected anything from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. So not only did this further the plot, but this gave you one of the best Singular snapshots uh, of our MCU movies, there again paving the way for future movies like Ant Man, Shang-Chi, uh, so on and so forth. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, 30 seconds for your retort starts in three, two, one. Yeah, there's no question that this furthers
1: along the MCU storyline. I guess my only thing is if that, that is such a big thing that is going to get hammered on in the argument is it more about the movie or is this about the larger mcu store because i thought we were talking about which movie is a better movie than the other so i'm just curious where how people um end up feeling about that going forward but again i have things to add when it comes to this question it is part of the debate so uh i'll move on to that shortly and concede the rest of that time
0: that's that's Hmm. a bit of a cheap shot there a bit of a low blow but we'll we'll let it slide 60 Hmm. seconds on the clock why Volume 2 does a better job of furthering the greater MCU storyline starts in 3, 2, 1.
1: So Wes talked about relationships, but one thing that's important, one of the most important relationships that we see when we talk about Infinity War and Endgame is the Star-Lord-Gamora relationship. And as much as we talk about, we learned stuff about Thanos and how he treated his daughters, those two, how they come become so much closer even at the end of this movie is crucial to what happens on later on with these characters. Also, in the mix of things too, we you talk about the Stinger, we also get uh, Stan Lee We see a couple of appearances of him talking with the watchers in Guardians 2 as well. So, again, connecting everything, he mentions uh, one of the, uh, I forget, it was when he was the FedEx employee. I forget which Tony Stark movie that was. Uh, It might have even been Captain America Civil War. But, anyways, also, we get mention of Adam Warlock in this as well, with the Sovereign, who we're going to be seeing later on, and should be a pivotal part of a crucial piece to the larger MCU moving forward.
0: all right all right here so 30 seconds we'll wrap this up here with my retort whenever you're ready three two one go thanos man you can th- spout out stanley's dead corpse you can spout out adam warlock yeah i said it nick yeah i did you can spout mm-hmm. out adam warlock and some you know relationship that ends up it's just gonna die anyway and then get brought back to life and yep. uh gamora and star lord but i brought you thanos and volume one there. That's what you get. Is is there any more than that? Of the greatest uh, uh, theatrical storyline in cinema history? Just the bad guy? Oh, I
1: I thought you were done. Sorry. I know.
0: I thought I was done, but that's fair. okay um (laughs) yeah that that does it here so again maybe i'll remember i'll try to remember i'll be good about it putting up a poll uh find us on twitter at cmm underscore podcast about who did a better debate uh of this original versus sequel debate uh Mm -hmm. was it me with guardians of the galaxy volume one or nick with guardians of the galaxy volume two let us know Mm -hmm. rate review subscribe and send us notes let us let us know everything
1: yes yeah please that was uh but that was that was uh there's a lot of, there's a lot to, with guardians when you rewatch it that um mm. but with the second one that like you just can always think of the first one but um yeah anyways other people. a lot of great things
0: I, I got a chance to rewatch both of these which i don't always have time to do ahead of these original versus sequel debates but uh you know now that i'm a little bit more home a little bit more of a homebody i have those opportunities mm-hmm. um some really great standalone scenes in volume two there with with the rocket in uh, in the forest with all the bombs and and mm-hmm. the ravagers, like yeah, amazing stuff there. obviously, the opening scene uh, where they're fighting in space and you have baby crew dancing and stuff. so they, they do a, a really good job of um a lot of those set pieces.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, agreed. it's they're both they're, they're both awesome movies, and I cannot wait for this next one.
0: All right, let's change gears here. more time. To uh to get your tickets because the train is leaving the station of the discharged depot. Choo choo bitches. Uh, So so you wanted me to remind you of something about old MCU characters, is that correct?
1: Yes, so I recently watched uh, Red Sparrow, which is a Jennifer Lawrence movie. So that that was good, Mm -hmm. a solid movie. Um, And I also recently rewatched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which uh, I forget where it was in our rankings, but it was pretty high. You gave it an eighty six. Um, after
0: I think originally given an 83. And yeah, then, yeah, 81, 83, something like that. Okay, yeah. so
1: yeah, but a significant bump. And then mm-hmm. I did um something similar. I had an 89 and bumped it up to a 90, I think is what I did. Um, but I'll tell you what, I feel I feel really good about that grade after we watched it. I think this is the first time I've done Great. it since it came out. Um, and when we talk about like the old MCU, and I know some people are looking for there's di- different things that people are looking for. Um, but I also think the conversation of that's been talked about a lot with the multiverse stuff is moving the multiverse forward. Mm-hmm. But now when I look back on it, back on phase four and everything that we've gotten after rewatching this one and haven't gotten Ant-Man, haven't gotten Spider-Man, and then, and then this as well, it's like, okay, I get that you may think that the larger stories not move forward. But in terms of establishing the MCU, when you look at it now with like a bird's eye view, it's like, Okay, Spider-Man introduced it, then we got it from a mystic angle and then we got it from a science angle. And mm-hmm, I never, like I was like oh. so to me, I was kind of blown away when I when I processed that. Yeah, after okay. That. So they they it is more like phase 1 in that sense, um but you kind of have to when it's the multiverse and how like freaking ridiculous it is. But all around awesome movie, really really just I love uh what they do with you know uh, both Strange and Scarlet
0: Witch in it. Big fan of, of uh, Multiverse of Madness. I think it has already aged better for me, as reflected mm-hmm. by that that bump in the score, as you mentioned there. But uh, I think it's going to be- get better with time. I do get frustrated with what they, you know, how how bad they made uh uh scarlet witch there some of the some of her character flaws we've talked about that all the time some of the things i don't necessarily agree with but um overall i think it's one of the better uh installments of phase four who knows maybe maybe phase four does get better with time Mm. uh, as more movies come out and the picture is more clear but uh the picture's always been clear on a goofy movie for me nick uh i re-watched that this weekend powerline eye to eye um, all the some maybe, maybe one of the better soundtracks, one of my favorite soundtracks from a, a Disney movie really mm-hmm. ho- holds up. Uh, also, it's nice as having a kid now, it kind of opens me back up to all of these kids' movies that I, I suddenly feel like are, uh, you know, appropriate for me to watch now. You know, it's, I, yeah. I don't feel like I don't know, it was much of a loser turn, I was sitting by myself watching, you know, a night, a 1994. Beauty and the Beast movie, you know. Like mm. right, this feel right, I got a baby in my arms. I feel like I can do that now. So that's what that's opened up for me. Great time enjoying all of it. Uh but I also nice. watched I Care a Lot on Netflix. Ooh, this movie came out a year ago.
1: Yeah. You used this? yeah. Yes, Rosemary Pike, Gary Tangway makes an appearance at the end yeah, of it. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, yeah. Um fabulous. it was good, but I I mean, I know you're supposed to. I absolutely hated her character and I hated right. that they Allowed her to become the like the protagonist again. I was enjoying all, like, the, her world crumbling on her. Mm. She's yeah, a that, real asshole in that movie. Oh also. yeah, and when and when the mother you know that she's taken over that she's feuding with is like on drugs, but it's like giving her the sass back. She's like, you don't know who you, who you're dealing with, bitch. You know, and it's like giving it right back to her. Great stuff. Loved every minute of it. But uh, yeah, her herself and like that whole profession. I mean, there's a special place in hell reserved for those people.
1: Yes, sir. Yep, <laughs> rosemary Pike is is a is a very good actress because
0: she's in um, Gone Girl. She Gondo. plays that like steely cold bitch really well, like, she's like good. almost too well, like alarmingly well. This
1: is good. She's good, and uh, she's yeah. She, I, I like her a lot. Yeah, big fans yeah. of her in this household. That's for damn sure. And I did like that movie a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What have we got brewing in the DSG this week?
1: uh let's see hashtag dork did a review of evil dead rise uh mac and goo uh, talked all about the flash trailer broke it all down in more depth than we even did i believe in talk CinemaCon 2023 People for communism podcast. They're on their like third rendition of their uh, protests on podcast. Slams
0: coming out soon. They'll, they'll do something for that.
1: Yeah. well, One would think we'll, we won't hear about it at all until it's like it done. It. <laughs> um, TLDR. I said, we got something else in the works in the background, but we do have what's new coming out. So you guys will be able to check out the new comics, uh, more in detail than, than in the comic book minute. Um, and I've heard it both ways. is supposed to be doing season five episode 16 of site this week. As for the streamers, you can find doc and Shime on Twitch at backcracker and Shime time respectively. And then over on the uh, hashtag dork YouTube pages where you can find the dork boys playing their video games, whenever
0: they do that. All right. Awesome. And next week you'll be able to find us at the same bad time, same bad place. Don't hit the sounder yet, Nick. We're not there yet. Uh, Cause we'll be reviewing the exit survey or we'll be conducting an exit survey for the latest Marvel movie guardians of the galaxy volume three uh written and directed by james gunn starring chris pratt and everybody else uh but it'll be at the same back time same bad place as always